0: Good morning, everyone. I'm R. W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Today is the 1st of July, which is the 182nd day of 2019, leaving us 183 days until 2020. In other words, at noon today, we will be exactly halfway through the year. Today, in 1972, the feminist magazine Ms., founded by Gloria Steinem, published its first issue, The action character Wonder Woman, striding gigantically along an urban boulevard, was featured on the cover, which also carried the headline, Wonder Woman for President. I was 19 years young at the time, and a month and a half away from my first foray into fatherhood, when my daughter Jessica would be born. On Thursday, we here in the United States will be celebrating Independence Day, traditionally observed as the 4th of July, when the United States Congress proclaimed its independence from Great Britain. And indeed, July 4 is the date that appears on the upper right-hand corner of the historical document familiar to most Americans. But nearly a month before, on June 7, 1776, Richard Lee of Virginia had entered a motion in the Continental Congress to draft a Declaration of Independence, so that four days later, on June 1st, the Continental Congress created a committee composed of Thomas Jefferson, John Adams, Benjamin Franklin, Roger Sherman, and Robert R. Livingston to draft a Declaration of Independence. Hence, Jefferson was the principal drafter, with the rest of the committee editing and further refinements being done by Congress, leading to representatives from 13 states signing the finished document on July 4th and subsequently being adopted by the Second Congressional Congress. We were now on our way officially toward forming an independent United States, General George Washington, Commander-in-Chief of the Continental Army, received a copy on July 9th and read the declaration to his troops. The formal signing of the Declaration of Independence by 56 people occurred a few weeks later, on August 2nd, a date most accepted by modern historians. A little less than two months later, Two years later, in 1778, this past Friday marked the anniversary of the Battle of Monmouth, which took place in New Jersey, and is notable for generating the legend of Molly Pitcher, who is said to have carried water to colonial soldiers while they were fighting, and also took over firing her husband's cannon after he became disabled. To complement those battlefield fireworks of long ago, the first week in July this year should afford us some notable celestial activity each early morning before dawn's early light, also known as the last traces of evening twilight. Our last quarter moon should be swinging by the Pleiades star cluster and the star Aldebaran, the two most prominent signposts in the constellation Taurus the Bull, says Bruce McClure of EarthSky.org. We also can expect the transition from waning crescent to new moon after sunset on Wednesday, on the eve of the 4th of July. Meanwhile, back here on Terra Firma, a mixed bag of good news closed out this past week. In our local Penobscot River, Atlantic salmon migration returns have been the highest since 2011, reports marine resources scientist Jason Valliere of the Maine Department of Marine Resources. The total number counted thus far at the Milford Dam Fishway as of this past Tuesday has been 597, 165 more than all of 2018. And every fish counts when dealing with a species that is becoming as scarce as wild Atlantic salmon. Elsewhere in down east Maine, Damariscata voters have approved a solar array to be placed on one of the town's former landfills. Installation is expected to take a few months, with the earliest array in place possibly by September. And last but not least is a quasi-sustainability bit of info. HIS Market, which purports to be, quote, the leading source of information and insight in critical areas that shape today's business landscape, close quote, reported lately that the average age of cars and trucks in the United States is at a record 11.8 years, citing better quality and technology allowing people to keep their vehicles on the road longer. Aside from the incomplete comparisons of better and longer, the data also shows the 11.8 years is an average of all other results, Since, as anyone living and driving in the New England might attest, the age of vehicles in some place like Vermont comes in at about 9.9 years, almost two years less than the overall U.S. average, and almost seven years less than the highest ages of vehicles at 16.6 years in Montana. Deserving attention, of course, is the rationale that driving an old, low-miles-per-gallon vehicle that has already been long ago manufactured is better for the environment than purchasing a brand-new, high-miles-per-gallon vehicle that creates a new, significant carbon footprint simply through the manufacturing process. It's a thorny and complex question, and one we will revisit on future editions of A Word in Edgewise. For more on I'm R.W. Estella with a word in edgewise, happy 4th.